Well, good morning. Welcome this morning to Connect. Thanks for joining us online this morning. This is actually our fifth week of broadcasting our services online as opposed to a live service here in the building. Um, I'll be honest, I'm kind of getting used to this, speaking to the camera in an empty room, but I'm not going to lie, I miss seeing all of you every Sunday morning. Um, I love seeing this room full of people. I love seeing the lobby full of people. I love high-fiving, shaking hands. I'm an extrovert, so it's killing me not being able to gather all of us together on a Sunday morning. Now, I know that there are some of you this morning, you're watching, you're introverts. You're like, we are loving this. We've trained all our lives for this. Sitting at home, not going out, maybe reading a book. This is just the best things could ever be. In fact, for you introverts, it just doesn't get better, does it? Even when you do have to go out to go to the store, maybe to buy some groceries or something, you can wear a face mask. covers most of your face. People don't even recognize it's you, so you don't even have to talk to people while you're out and about. But for us extroverts, we're having a hard time with this. But we're adjusting, aren't we? We're, we're kind of getting used to this new normal. And I've got to be honest, one of the things that I think is, is super cool that I've seen going on at this time is how many people are taking advantage of this new rhythm of life and all these wonderful free resources that there are now available online, um, many of which have been released free just so people can, can better themselves can learn and grow in different areas. For example, um, I've seen there's a lot of different videos and apps now that are free, that are available. Um, so you can work out from your living room. You can, you can stay in shape and, and, and improve your physical uh, fitness while being stuck at home. I saw that Fender, the guitar company, has released three free months, that's hard to say, three free months of guitar lessons. So if you ever want to learn to play the guitar or a musical instrument, now's the time to do it because there are online resources where you can learn for free. Museums are offering free virtual tours. You can go to the Louvre in Paris or the British Museum and, and you can walk through the museum all online. Some of you are learning more about the world in which we live by, by studying and watching nature documentaries. And then some of you, you're choosing to, to maybe learn and grow in the area of spiritual things. And some of you, maybe for the very first time, have decided to make time on your Sunday mornings to join us here at church. Maybe you never came physically when we were open on Sunday mornings, but now you're, you're inquiring, you're curious, you want to learn more, and you've joined us this morning here at Connect Church. And I want to say thank you so much for joining us. You've come on a great week because it, with all the crazy news that's going on, we're talking about here on Sunday mornings, we're talking about some great news. You see, we think we've got some great news to share at this time. You know, we believe that God has given us some wonderful gifts. As followers of Jesus, we have, we have access to these amazing things that, that not only impact our lives, but we think they're contagious. We've been talking about these over the last few weeks, and we're hoping and praying that, that people who look on will say, you know, I want what they've got. When people see these followers of Jesus um, sharing um, social media posts or videos, they think, I want what that person's got. We've talked about peace, joy, hope. These are gifts that God has given us, gifts that um, are helping us as followers of Jesus at this time. 
And this morning, as we continue on talking about great news, we want to finish this morning by talking about one more thing, one more thing that I should be, I think should be a hallmark of every single follower of Jesus, a gift that he's given us to share with others. And that gift is love. We've talked about peace, joy, hope. This morning, I want to talk about love. Because I believe more than anything else, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. So I want to talk this morning about this idea of love. Because as followers of Jesus, we should be leading the way in this. We should be setting the example. This should be ingrained in us. Because Jesus himself was so full of love. In fact, you could jump to just about any point in the four stories that we have of the life of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You could jump in at just about any point. And it won't be long before you find yourself either reading about Jesus teaching about love or even Jesus demonstrating love. It was such a huge characteristic, such a huge part of who Jesus was. But this morning we're going to focus in on one conversation, one time when Jesus was talking about the idea of love. And as we look, about, look at this, this passage, this, this, this short sentence, these short couple of sentences that he shared with his followers, I'm hoping this morning that you as followers of Jesus will be inspired by his challenge to love. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not yet a follower of Jesus. I hope you, by the end of this morning, discover how great this love that Jesus had was and that it's for you too, that Jesus loves you so much. So we're going to jump to um, a passage, um, the guy by the name of John, who was one of Jesus' disciples. So he got to experience that love firsthand. He got to see the way that Jesus loved others. He recounts a conversation. He recounts a time when Jesus was talking about the idea of love. We can read about it together this morning in John chapter 13. And it goes like this. Dear children, I will be with you only a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I am going. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Just as I have loved you, you should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Just a couple of short phrases here, but so much packed into what Jesus was saying here. Do you notice how he said, I'm giving you a new commandment? This wasn't a, a suggestion. He didn't say, hey, I've got a new idea for you or I've got a new thought for you. No, Jesus says a new commandment. And you might ask this morning, well, why is Jesus calling it new? Isn't this something he's been talking about for a long time? Well, it was. Jesus had spoken a lot about love. But in this particular passage in John, he just brings a new dynamic to it. He brings a new element to this idea of love. And we're going to look at that this morning. You see, Jesus, in this moment, he introduces to his followers, and I think to us today, a couple of ideas about, about what that new love looks like. He actually introduces what I believe is, is a pattern and power. 
pattern and power. He introduces a pattern, a way in which we should love, a a pattern on how we should love one another. And he introduces a a power, an element of the, the power of this love that maybe his disciples hadn't seen before. We're going to talk about those two things briefly here this morning and see how they can play into our lives. So first, let's look at the pattern. Let's look at the pattern that Jesus introduced, the pattern in which we should, in this new commandment, in which how we should love one another. You see, the pattern is described in what Jesus is saying. The way in which we should love one another, he said, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. That's the, that's the pattern that Jesus is introducing here to his followers. That's why this was a new commandment, because he says, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. And here's what he meant by that. You see, he's referring here to something that's just happened. We jumped in here in the middle of the story in in John chapter 13, but if you go back to the very beginning, the reason his disciples are all gathered together is to have a meal together. And at the very beginning, and some of you will remember this story, they walked into the room... And Jesus was the one, despite being the leader, despite being the the one who really shouldn't have done this, he was the one who chose to wash the feet of the disciples. It was a common practice back in those days. You know, when you gathered in someone's home for a meal, that a slave or a servant would, would wash the feet of the people. In that particular instance, there was no one there to do it. So Jesus took it upon himself to wash the feet of his disciples. So when he says to them, just as I have loved you, you should love each other, he's he's referring, he's saying, hey, you remember what I just did? That is how you should love each other. He's not just telling them to love one another, he's showing them. Isn't it so much more powerful and effective when, when you show someone something rather than just tell them? Earlier this week, um, Casey, my wife, cut my hair. Yes, you are. You're getting to see live here on a Sunday morning for the very first time my COVID cut. Now, I think she did a fantastic job. Um, I was a little nervous because I couldn't see. She was behind me cutting and clippers were going. And uh, when she was done, she said, I think I did a pretty good job for my first ever time doing this. Now, those aren't words you want to hear from a hairdresser, are they? or from a heart surgeon, or an airline pilot. I think I did pretty good my first time ever doing this. But I looked in the mirror, and she did. She did a great job. Now, understandably, I've not got the most complicated haircut in the world, but she still did great. But here's why I think she did so well. Her hairdresser sent her a video. Her hairdresser sent her this video, so Casey got to watch her hairdresser, and on the video, the hairdresser was cutting the hair of a dummy. So Casey got to watch the the hairdresser cutting the hair of a dummy. And then, once she'd been shown how to do it, she got to cut the hair of this dummy. And this was the result. It's so much more powerful and effective, isn't it, when someone shows you first how to do it. And that's exactly what happened with Jesus when he washed the feet of his disciples. Just as I have loved you, just as I showed you earlier, so you should love each other. This is the same way he wants us to show love for one another. That message was was for the disciples, but it's for us today, thousands of years later. Just as I have demonstrated what love looks like, that's how we as followers of Jesus should love one another. I mean, Jesus' example of love, it couldn't have been much clearer. 
He served someone else and he showed them that he cared by what he did. He served someone and he showed them that he cared by what he did. You know, I think we can be looking for ways to show that we care for others, to show that we love them. And it doesn't have to be a huge act of extravagant love. Even the simplest things can carry very powerful messages. You may have heard in the news just this last week of a, a gentleman in, English, in, in England. His name's Captain Tom Moore. So Captain Tom Moore was a retired military guy. He actually fought in World War II. Uh, he's 99 years old, and his 100th birthday is coming up at the end of April. So he decided, you know, to celebrate my 100th birthday with everything that's going on right now with the coronavirus here in England, he decided over the next few weeks leading up to my 100th birthday, I'm going to do 100 laps of my garden. Now, in England, we call our front yard or our backyard our garden. So uh, he's got a walker, and he decided I'm going to do maybe five, ten laps a day, but over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do 100 laps of my garden, and all the money I raise, this will be like a sponsor thing, people can sponsor me to do this, all the money I raise is going to go to an NHS charity. Now, NHS in England is the, the health service, so all the doctors and the nurses. And this particular charity is put in place to help these doctors and nurses with expenses outside of what would normally be there because of the coronavirus. So everything from mental health to added expenses of having to be working on the front lines. And he was just so appreciative of these doctors and nurses that he wants to give back. So he set a goal of raising a thousand pounds that's about $1,250 to help the healthcare workers in the UK. So April 8th, he posts his fundraiser online, 100 laps, I'm 99 years old. When I uh, do the 100th lap, I'm hoping to raise 1,000 pounds. Within 24 hours, he'd raised 70,000 pounds. So obviously, the, the, the uh, amount raised needed to change. <laughs> So he extended it. Now he's, he's, he made his target a million pounds. And people started to hear about this. Newspapers, TV stations started to talk about this. People on social media started to talk about this. As of today, and this, this is before Sunday, but by Sunday it may have grown, but as of today, he's raised 19 million pounds. 19 million pounds. That's $24 million. His goal was to show love and support to the doctors and nurses in England and raise a thousand pounds, 19 million pounds. It's such a great story. Check out this video. Bringing joy and hope to the nation, one step at a time. Approaching his Captain Tom Moore is about to reach his goal, his 100 laps of the garden to raise money for the NHS. Soldiers of 1st Battalion, the Yorkshire Regiment, formed a guard of honor for the final laps. Captain Moore first set out to raise a thousand pounds. When I sat down with him, the total was an extraordinary 13.5 million. We never ever in the wildest dream we even thought of that sort. In fact, thinking of 13 and a half million is a sum that's difficult to, to get your, your head around, particularly when it's, you know, started off with a thousand. Just a couple of hours later, the total stands at over 15 million. And what motivates him? The NHS staff going to work every day during the coronavirus crisis. 
they're putting themselves in mortal danger and they're doing it cheerfully and they're doing with everybody's good in, in mind. I think they are doing marvellous and I think they're so brave. Captain Moore is no stranger to bravery himself, serving in India and Myanmar during World War II. His gratitude for the NHS now is inspired by the care he received when he broke his hip and was treated for cancer. And his sunny attitude has won lots of fans. Thanks, Captain Tom! Captain Moore, you are an absolute legend and you come from an exceptional generation that are still an inspiration for our Yorkshire soldiers today. Captain Moore says he'll keep going as long as people keep donating. A petition asking for him to be honoured has passed 300,000 signatures. They're calling for a knighthood for you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a joke that won't happen. But I must say, to say Sir Thomas More sounds very good. It sounds beautiful. But, but I don't think it'll ever, ever happen. Wasn't that awesome? Isn't that just so inspiring? What started out as a, a simple demonstration of this guy's love and appreciation for the doctors and nurses of Great Britain, it's turned into this national outpouring of love and this viral sensation that, that as well as raising all this money, is just lifting the spirits of people in England. And it's celebrating the wonderful people. And, and, and some of you are watching this morning, doctors, nurses, healthcare workers who literally are putting yourselves in harm's way to help protect others, to help care for others. And you deserve to be celebrated. It was amazing to see that fundraiser. Every morning I would wake up and check, and the total had just kept growing and growing and growing. It's wonderful, isn't it, when you see generosity in action. You here at Connect, you constantly amaze me with your generosity. Whenever we have an opportunity to give or to help someone locally, you step up. And so many of you show love by being generous. Every Sunday we've been meeting online. And yet still, those of you who call Connect Church, your church home, you're still supporting the ministries of Connect. We have an online offering every week and people give. You can give this morning right now. There's a link in the chat box right there where you can click and you can give this morning. And some of you are giving over and above. You're saying, I, I want to give my regular gift, but I also want to give extra to anyone who might be in need right now. I get texts and emails all week long with people saying, we want to help. We want to, we want to show love. We want to be generous. Because I think you've grasped the pattern that Jesus was talking about of generosity, of love, of giving. There's a verse in Proverbs that says, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Would you like to feel refreshed this morning? I'll tell you what, Tom Moore, he's feeling super refreshed right now because he made a choice to show love. So we've looked at this, this pattern in which we should show love by serving someone else, by doing something simple. But there's also power available in Jesus' love. He said, just as I have loved you, you should love each other. A couple of chapters later, Jesus kind of expounds on this a little bit more. He, he explains what he means by, by this power that's available. 
He's talking to his followers about an analogy about vine and branches. And he says, you know, I am the vine, you are the branches. And as the vine, I'm connected to Father God. And then as the branches, you're connected to me. And and we're all connected to one another. So the love of God flows down from heaven. It flows through me. And you you can tap into the power of that love. Listen to how he how it ties this image together in John chapter 15, verse 9. He says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. So remain like a branch on a vine, remain in my love. So why is this such a big deal for us as followers to, to tap into that power of God's love? Well, I'm going to show you, I'm going to demonstrate to you this morning why it's such a big deal. One of the things that I really miss about England, okay, if I'm honest, are the desserts. We have some amazing desserts in England. I know some of you are looking at me right now thinking, well, you don't miss them that much because uh, I found some American desserts I like as well. But the thing about English desserts, okay, there's just something that, that, that makes them amazing. And I think I figured out what it is. A lot of our desserts, a lot of our cakes, if you go to the bakers, a lot of stuff we buy, it has real whipped cream. Nothing beats real whipped cream. You guys, you have something called Cool Whip. What is this? It's like this. This is just not good, okay? We use real whipped cream. So from time to time in the Jane household, we might have a dessert that's kind of an English dessert. And, and I'll say to Casey, hey, this needs some proper English whipped cream. Maybe get strawberries, Christmas time, it's something called Christmas pudding. And, and it just, those desserts aren't the same without some good whipped cream on them. So, Will, I, my job, I'm the one who's in charge of making the whipped cream. And I'll explain this morning how you do that, and I want you to help me. So, if you're at home watching, um, if your kids are with you, you can send them. If not, you can go yourself. I want you just to go to the kitchen right now, real quick, and grab a whisk or a spoon or, or just something, okay, to, to help me with this visual analogy. Go on. I can see you just sat there, not moving. Come on, get up. Why don't you, why don't you jump up? Go, on, go and grab a spoon, grab a whisk. What do you do? I'll, I'll go grab one, too. All right, so hopefully you found your way back to the couch now. Nice to get up and stretch your legs there just a second. And maybe you're holding something like this now. Maybe you're holding a whisk or a spoon or, or something like this, because if you're going to get whipped cream, and uh, this, is the, this is the good stuff right here, okay? This, this you can just throw out right now, because right here, this is the heavy whipping cream. So what you'll do is you'll get a, a bowl or something like this. As you can see, I'm a real expert here. You'll pour the whipping cream into that, and then you can use your whisk or you can use your spoon, whatever, and you... And it takes a long time, and it's really hard work, but eventually, this, this liquid whipping cream, it starts to get kind of more solid, and it becomes this thick, dessert-worthy, wonderful-tasting whipped cream. But you know what? There's another way you can make whipped cream. Because this takes a long time and it's hard work. But at our house, we've got an electric mixer, whipped cream maker, whatever these are called. If there's a way to save time or do things automated, then I'll find it. So what I do is when it's time to make our whipped cream, I stick this thing in. And after a few minutes, as opposed to a long time, we have the most amazing whipped cream. So why am I telling this story other than to get you feeling hungry getting up to lunchtime here? 
Because I think that's a great analogy of us as we tap into the power of God. You see, there are a lot of organizations um, that aren't Christian, that aren't affiliated with the church, and they're doing wonderful things. They're showing love for people. They're doing incredible things. And sometimes I think that can be a little bit like, you know, the hand whisk. It's, it's possible to whip cream like this. But we, as followers of Jesus, we are tapped into the power of God. That's what Jesus was talking about to his disciples when he said that he was connected to the, the vine and they were the branches. Because when you're tapped into the power of God, the power of his love flows from him through Jesus into every single one of us. When we demonstrate, when we show the love of Jesus to people, we're actually introducing them. We're demonstrating. We're showing them the power of God in their lives. So when we show love to others, it's not just our love, it's God's love. Listen to how Paul describes God's love. Paul was a, uh, a guy who wrote a big part of the New Testament. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 18, he says, and May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep. It's just unimaginable his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Because then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. It's not just a powerful love that, that we can share with others. It's a powerful love that God wants you to experience in your life this morning. I want you to know that God loves you so much this morning. His love for you is too great to understand fully. It's that incredible. And maybe this morning you're watching and saying, well, I'm not a follower of Jesus, so how does this apply to me? You know what? He loves you too. His love for you is just as immense. In Romans 5.8, Paul says, But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Before we'd even made a decision to follow Jesus, he still demonstrated his love for you and me by sending Jesus to die in our place. I want to pray this morning. I want to take a moment here just to pray, just to thank God. For his love. Thank God that he sent Jesus to die for us. He demonstrated his love for us by sending Jesus. And maybe you're watching here this morning and you've never made that decision to follow Jesus. You want to experience that incredible, powerful love in your life. As I pray this prayer, just, just listen to the words. Just, just make my prayer your prayer. Let's pray. Father God, your love is, is, is too great to understand fully. But it is great. Through a relationship with Jesus, we are the branches and we are attached to a vine that, that taps into the power of God and the power of his love. And the power of God's love does so much more. God, help us to experience that love this morning. Father, I pray for those listening, Lord, who don't yet know you, who haven't made that choice to follow you. I pray that they would make that choice this morning, that they would experience that love that you've already extended to them. In that while we were still sinners, before we even realized that you sent Jesus to die for us. Lord, maybe today will be the day that someone will respond and say, okay, I get it. I understand now how much you love me. And I want to love you back. I want to respond to you this morning and show love to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
You know, you might be watching this morning. You've never prayed a prayer like that. You've never made a decision like that to follow Jesus. You have an opportunity to respond right now. There's a a little button down there on the the chat room. It just simply says, raise hands. You can click that button to say, yes, I want to experience that love. I want to experience that, that powerful love that God has for me. When you click that, you'll have an option to to fill out a form. If you want to fill that out, that's super helpful for us because it means that we can connect with you and just help you understand more about God's love, help you understand more about what it looks like to be connected to the vine in that way. But here's why understanding the pattern and the power of the love of Jesus is so important this morning. The last part of that verse that we read at the very beginning says, your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. When we love one another, when we show the love of Jesus, it proves to the world that we are his disciples. I want to prove to the people here in Washington, the surrounding areas, that God loves them. I want to prove to them that Jesus died for them. I want to prove to them that he has a wonderful plan for them. And I want to prove to them that he wants a relationship with them. So if there is a way to prove that, and it's loving one another, loving others, I want people to see that. What are you going to do this week? How, How can you show the love of Jesus this week? It might be something super small. But you know what? Captain Tom Moore, 99 years old, walking some laps in his backyard. That didn't seem too big, but look at the impacts that had on a nation. What can you do this week to show love, to show Jesus' love, to impact those around you? Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I hope you'll come back and join us again next Sunday morning.